Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. This is our inaugural Brazilian Dragon Awards show for the year 2022. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Felipe, the Brazilian Dragon himself. Now, today we are going to talk about pop culture in 2022. We have a little award show planned. Um, I am here. I am one of the co-hosts of this award show season. But before we get started with our regular programming plan for today... I want to give you a little bit of an introduction into who I am, what this Brazilian Dragon podcast generally is, because there's a chance that this is people's first episode, right? So my name's Felipe. I am a 25-year-old Brazilian-American industry professional. I've been a PA. Currently, I work as a tour guide on a movie studio. And the Brazilian Dragon podcast is something I started in the pandemic, May of 2020. Put yourself back there. No, you don't want to actually do that because it was a miserable time. But I describe the Brazilian Dragon podcast to new people who I talk about it with as a nostalgia-based podcast talking about your favorite young adults, kids shows, things that you grew up watching. So Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, PBS Kids, YA content uh, that is very formative for many of us of the millennial Gen Z cusp generation. Now, uh, in the past, some of the best episodes I say are introductory episodes are the uh, episode 50, the theme song bracket that we did, where theme songs from your favorite childhood shows fought against each other when we determined the winner. That's with Jacob and Nicole. Uh, also, episode 100 gets a sense of who some of my co-hosts are as well as some of the stuff that I'm very passionate about, which is what this podcast is about, really what interests me. Um, so in that episode, we had Will Davis and AJ and Caitlin. Now, the Brazilian Dragon podcast is about to celebrate one year of a network expansion to so the Brazilian Dragon podcast network. In 2022, we launched two sibling podcasts that I produce the Gravity Bros with Hester Brothers Cartoon Theater uh, brothers uh, Lucas and Alec Hester. They are doing a Gravity Falls rewatch podcast. And my friends Jay and AJ kicked off Two Can't Keep a Secret, a Pretty Little Liars podcast. Now they are going episode by episode. Both those series are. Jay for Pretty Little Liars has seen multiple episodes, uh, the, ep- the series multiple times. Sorry, words can be hard sometimes. While AJ, their co-host, um, has never seen the show before. They are currently on season two. Gravity Brothers is on a little bit of a hiatus before season two picks up. Uh, but that's generally what we do here. Now, today we are having an awards show. So we are talking about the media I consumed in 2022 because that is what we're here to talk about, me. Because I am the Brazilian dragon himself. I do want to give credit to the great Abi Maria Souza Gomez, who played two seasons of Survivor, Uh, Survivor Philippines and Survivor Cambodia, Second Chance. Um, And she called herself the Brazilian Dragon on Survivor Philippines. And I low-key stole that. But we talked about it. Abby Maria and I, we had a conversation in September about Latine and Hispanic representation. She is Brazilian. I am Brazilian. So that was a great kickoff series about representation in the American media. Sorry if you hear me clapping. Um, Now today, what we're doing here, we're having a little awards show. 
uh, on my Instagram stories and also on uh, Twitter. I put out a poll for some of the content that I watched this year and let my friends vote. Now, of course, I had to get my votes in there, right? Um, and we'll be talking about a number of projects that I watched this year. Actually, at the end of the episode, I'll go through uh, a little bit of what I watched and uh, where I ranked everything for myself. So without further ado, let me introduce my co-host. You know him from his contributions on Sesame Street, on uh, like the Muppets. Uh, he blew up on TikTok this year, even though the real ones like me have been standing this guy since like our youths. He was one of my first TV friends. You know him best as the host of the Not So Late Show with Elmo. It is Elmo. Hello, everybody. Elmo's very happy to be here today and be a co-host here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Awards of 2022. Thank you for joining us, Elmo. Now, Elmo's going to announce the winners and the nominees of each category. For the most part, I will be here. Now, this was an idea from my friend Jay because Jay was supposed to be my original co-host, but schedules did not align. So Jay was like, why don't you bring Elmo on to co-host with you? And I was like, that's a great idea. So I'm going to do that. Now, let's start off with talking about our movies of the year. So I'm going to pull up the awards document and we'll have our first category of the year, which is the animation live action combo movie of the year. Now, Elmo, do you want to tell us who the nominees are? Absolutely love to tell the nominees. The nominees for animation live action combo movie of the year are Lyle Lyle Crocodile, Marcel with the Shell with Shoes On, and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Now, drum roll, please. The winner is Marcel with the Shell with Shoes On. Thunderous applause. Thunderous applause. Congratulations to Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. With 55.9% of the vote, you are the winner of Animation Live Action Combo Movie of the Year. Now, shout out to my friends, Paula and Angel, who I got to see this movie with. I, unfortunately, was a little bit late, like about 20 to 30 minutes late to the movie, so I don't have it as highly as I probably should. I gave it an incomplete review. But um, Angel and Paula both loved it. And I'm excited to see what the future holds in Marcel the Shell with Shoes On and its legacy. All right, now next up, we have Animated CGI Movie of the Year. So this is, um, the, this is a movie. So we are going to get Elmo back here to read off our nominees. So, Elmo, would you do the honors? Absolutely. The nominees for Animated CGI Movie of the Year are... The DC League of Super Pets, Minions, The Rise of Grill, Lightyear, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Sing 2, Strange World, The Bad Guys, The Bob's Burgers Movie, and Turning Red. And the winner of animated CGI Movie of the Year is Turning Red. Yay! Thunderous applause! Thunderous applause! Congratulations to Turning Red from Pixar, the winner of Animated CGI Movie of the Year. Now, that uh, project won with 52.8% of the vote. The only contender, really, was the Boss Burgers movie with 19.4% of the vote. Meanwhile, just to go back to our um, animated uh, slash live action combo of the year, uh, unfortunately, my one vote for Lyle Lyle Crocodile did not help at all. 
Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was a competitor, though. It had 14% of the vote. Uh, sorry, 41.2% of the vote uh, versus 55.9%. Now, let's get to our next category. This category is going to be a television project. We're going to talk about the reality show of the year. So, Alma, would you do the honors? Absolutely. The reality show of the year nominees are Australian Survivor, Blood versus Water, Big Brother 24, Big Brother Canada 10, Celebrity Big Brother 3, Survivor 42, Survivor 43, Survivor South Africa, Return of the Outcasts, The Amazing Race 33, and The Amazing Race 34. And the winner of Reality Show of the Year is Survivor 42. Yay, congratulations to my friend Daniel Strunk for winning an award. He is the representative of the season to me because he's such a good homie. Later this, actually not this year, in 2023, Daniel and I have a Marvel Phase 4 project uh, recap. So we're going to do a podcast on it before Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania comes out. So um, I'm excited for him. Now, Survivor 42, I was very invested in. It's my homie. I was rooting for him. And then when things didn't work out the way that they should have, in my opinion, uh, I kind of tuned out. It was just like not my favorite season of reality TV this year. My favorite season of reality TV this year was actually The Amazing Race 33. I think that show was super wholesome. I thought The Amazing Race died when the pandemic hit. So the fact that we got an Amazing Race season in itself, let alone two, was beyond incredible to me. Now, The Amazing Race 33, while some people were annoyed that there were no U-turns or cutthroatness, I think it's the season of TV we needed post-pandemic. It was very wholesome and uplifting. Penn and Kim were on that season, and they slayed. And I'll talk more about The Amazing Race 33 and all these reality shows that I did watch, there were a couple that I actually didn't finish, Australian Survivor, Blood vs. Water, and Survivor South Africa being the other ones. Um, but we'll talk more about each season individually when we get through my rankings at the end. Now, Elmo, let's talk about rom-com of the year. Are you ready with the awards and the nominees? Oh, before we actually move on to that, Elmo, sorry for teasing you like that. Uh, Survivor 42 had 41, 44.1% of the votes. Survivor 43, 14.7% of the votes, and uh, as did Big Brother 24. So it was pretty much a runaway for Survivor 42. Now, let's follow that up with Rom-Com of the Year. Emma, take it away. The nominees for Rom-Com of the Year are Bros, Fire Island, Marry Me, The Lost City, and Ticket to Paradise. And the winner of Rom-Com of the Year is... Fire Island! Congratulations, Fire Island, Joel Kim, Booster, Bowen Yang, and the rest of the cast and crew on your first ever Brazilian Dragon Award. Now, Fire Island won with 40% of the vote. Uh, Bros had 28.6%. Ticket to Paradise, which was my least favorite of all of these, was 17.1%. The Lost City with 8.6%, and Marry Me with 5.7%. Marry Me was actually my favorite, and we'll get to it later on today. But congrats to Fire Island. I thought that was a phenomenal um, film. I really enjoyed it. One of my favorite movies of the year. I don't remember exactly where I ranked it, but we'll talk about that later on. It's a Hulu movie, so check it out on Hulu. 
and it got sometimes by Britney Spears back into my uh, rotation, specifically the Muna version, which is a bop on a bop. Now, Elmo, let's go to our next category. We are going to go to animated character of the year. And don't worry, Elmo, you're not nominated for this one because you're not an animated character. But we do have uh, you nominated in a later category where we'll have another celebrity guest come through and introduce that award. So let's talk about animated movie of character of the year. So that's going to be in our miscellaneous and memes section. So uh, let's get to it. So animated character of the year. Elmo, take it away. The nominees for animated character of the year are Bob from Minions, The Rise of Gru. Connie from Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog. Lyle Lyle from Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Marcel from Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Mina from Sing 2, Mei Lin from Turning Red, and Otto from Minions, The Rise of Gru. And the winner of Animated Character of the Year is... Marcel! Congratulations to Marcel the Shell with Shoes On for their second award of the night. Marcel won the category with 28.2% of votes. Uh, right behind Marcel was Malin from Turning Red to 23.1% of the votes. Knuckles came in a close third with 17.9%. And then we got some votes for Otto with 10.3%. Bob with 7.7%, which I believe was my vote. Connie with 7.7% as well. And Lyle Lyle with 5.1%. Congratulations to Marcel the Shell with Shoes On for their win. Now, Elmo, are you excited about the next category? Well, let me tell you what the next category is. And this is going to be our back-to-back Hero of the Year and followed up by Villain of the Year. So, Elmo, are you ready to get us started with Hero of the Year? Absolutely. The nominees for Hero of the Year are from the Batman, Batman slash Bruce Wayne, from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther slash Sherry, from Andor, Cassie and Andor, from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange, aka Stephen Strange, from the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, Drax, from the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Holiday Special, Mantis, from Thor, Love and Thunder, Mighty Thor, aka Dr. Jane Foster, from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Miss America, aka America Chavez. From the television series Moon Knight, Moon Knight, aka Mark Spector, as well as Mr. Knight, aka Stephen Grant. From Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. From Obi Wan Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi. From She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, we have She-Hulk, a.k.a. Jennifer Walters. From Black Adam, we have Teth Adam, a.k.a. Black Adam. And from Thor, Love and Thunder, Thor. And the winner of Hero of the Year, Black Panther, a.k.a. Shuri. Congratulations to Black Panther Wakanda Forever on their first win of the year. Now... Uh, this 
award goes to Shuri with 22.2% of the vote. Close behind was Bruce Wayne with 19.4% of the votes. Uh, and with a distant third, we have a tie between Miss America from Doctor Strange as well as Miss Marvel from Miss Marvel. Now, Elmo, let's close out this category of uh, heroes and villains with the villain of the year. From Moon Knight, Arthur Harrow. From Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader. From Thor, Love and Thunder, Gore the God Butcher. From the boys, Homelander. From Miss Marvel, Najma. From Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Namoa. From Obi-Wan Kenobi, Reva Savander. From the Batman, the Riddler. From Black Adam, Sabak. From Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the Scarlet Witch, aka Wanda Maximoff. And from She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Titania. And the winner of Villain of the Year is Namor from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This is Black Panther Wakanda Forever's second award of the year. Congratulations to Namor and Shuri for both winning this category, these categories. Namor won with 27.8% of the vote. Next, we had a tie for second place between Homelander um, and Scarlet Witch, a.k.a. Wanda Maximoff, with 22.2% of the vote. And we had Darth Vader with 11.1% of the vote, as well as the Riddler, and Reva from Obi-Wan Kenobi with 8.3% of the vote. Now let's take a quick interlude and talk about some of the flops of the year. So, according to the Brazilian Dragon Voting Committee, some of the flop movies of the year are Amsterdam, Avatar The Way of Water, Black Adam, Disney's Pinocchio from Disney+, Plus, Don't Worry Darling, every Marvel movie this year except Black Panther, this person did not understand the assignment, Every Sonic movie is a flop to me. I hate the realistic animation style. So I guess this person is saying Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. I don't think that was a flop. And that's also in the TV category, to me at least. Halloween Ends. Will not watch that. Too spooky. Minions The Rise of Gru. I think I'll skip this next list and that will be my last one. The Northman, which was my vote. I was bored. We'll talk about that later. Thor Love and Thunder. Violent Night, and The Multiverse of Madness. But the clear front runners of this flop category of the year were Black Adam, which I mentioned already, and Morbius, which to me, I think that is the flop movie of the year just by pop culture standards. And let's talk about the flop TV project of the year. So we have How I Met Your Father, Disagree, Russian Doll, Blockbuster, Ozark, Celebrity Big Brother 3, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, the Winks, The Challenge USA, Boba Fett, The Hype House, Miss Marvel, F-Boy Island Season 2, The Santa Clauses, which has multiple votes, Man vs. B, Uncoupled, and my favorite response but didn't understand the assignment, HBO Polling Shows. Now, I guess according to the votes, we have CDBUS3 and The Santa Clauses, which run away with this category. Let's talk about favorite movies of the year. So uh, we have Barbarian, Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, has multiple votes, Bullet Train, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which has multiple votes, which I think is the clear front runner and winner. 
Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Marcel the Shell, Nope, Pearl, Scream from 2022, The Batman gets more votes, Top Gun Maverick, Top Gun, Wakanda Forever, and E-E-A-A-O, Marcel the Shell or Glass Onion. Uh, this person asked for one. I know you can't pick one, but you could have. Sorry, I'm being hostile to my voting committee. That's so mean. Um, but it looks like everything, everywhere, all at once is the clear front runner for this. And in terms of TV projects, let's talk about the favorite TV projects of the year. So we have Abbott Elementary, Andor, Atlanta, Better Call Saul, Dairy Girls, House of the Dragon, Irma Vep, Leave Their Own, and Heartstopper. This person gave two answers. Uh, so again, I'm going to be hostile to my voting committee. But next year, please pick one. Sorry, that's my OCD brain. Uh, Obi-Wan, Only Murders in the Building, Ozark, Promised Land, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, that has to be Autumn, if I had to guess, Reservation Dogs, Sandman, Severance, Stranger Things Season 4, The Boys, The Rehearsal, White Lotus, and White Lotus 2. Now, it looks like Severance is the clear frontrunner, with Promised Land also getting a couple of votes. So, are we ready to get back into the awards? I think we are. Now... The Marvel project of the year is up next. So, Elmo, will you take it away? The nominees for Marvel project of the year are Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Attorney of Law, The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Werewolf by Night. And the winner of Marvel project of the year is... Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Congratulations to Black Panther, Wakanda Forever on its third win of the night. This is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever's third win of history. This is also our first award, so I'll stop saying stuff like that. Now, the only other contenders were really She-Hulk Attorney at Law with 10.5% of the vote and Moon Knight with 13.2% uh, of the vote. Uh, we got a vote for Werewolf by Night, a couple for Thor Love and Thunder, three for the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, and a couple for Miss Marvel. So Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has zero votes, as does, I think that's it. Everything else got at least one vote, I believe. Now, Elmo, talk us through the Star Wars projects of the year. The nominees for Star Wars project of the year are Andor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Tales of the Jedi, and The Book of Boba Fett. And the winner of Star Wars project of the year is Andor. Congratulations to Andor. Andor takes home the first win for the show with 54.5% of the vote. Obi-Wan had 33.3%. Book of Boba Fett with 9.1%. And Tales of the Jedi with 3%. Uh, that's one I personally need, still need to watch. Now, we have only five categories left. Let's get into some television with our last two TV categories of the year. We have television drama of the year as well as television comedy let's start with the comedy because we had less votes for that so emma will you take it away the nominees for comedy of the year are abbott elementary brooklyn 99 heartstopper how i make your father i carly loot never have i ever uncoupled upload and the after party and the winner of comedy of the year is abbott elementary 
congratulations, Abbott Elementary. I believe this is the second win for Abbott Elementary tonight, but maybe I'm already lying and can't keep my uh, ish together. Um, so Abbott Elementary, I'm just checking right here. Maybe it's not, it's only the first win of the year. Um, yeah, it looks like it, oh my God, I'm so silly. My bad, everyone. Um, so we have uh, Abbott Elementary with a whopping 66.7% of the vote. That's more than two thirds of the vote. The only other contender was Never Have I Ever with 12.8% of the vote. Uh, Brooklyn 99 got a couple of votes. Oh wait, that was last year, my bad. That's a error on my part. That ended last year. Heartstopper got a vote. iCarly got a vote. Luke got a vote. Upload got a vote. And the after party got two. Now let's talk about drama. Elmo, you ready? The nominees for drama of the year are Better Call Saul, House of the Dragon, Now and Then, Promised Land, Severance, The Boys, The White Lotus Sicily, This Is Us, and winning time, the rise of the Lakers. And the winner of Drama of the Year is the White Lotus Sicily. Thunderous applause for the White Lotus Sicily. This is Mike White's first win here on the Brazilian Dragon Awards. First of hopefully many. The White Lotus Sicily wins with 29.3% of the votes. We got a lot of contenders though. Better Call Saul, which was my vote, got 12.2% of the vote. House of the Dragon got the same amount. Now and Then, unfortunately, didn't get any. A Promised Land, which is a show I love dearly, 7.3%. Severance got 19.5%, which was the runner-up. The Boys got 14.4% as well. No love for This Is Us, so you know Naomi Lambert didn't vote in this poll. Naomi, I'm calling you out. Love you, queen. Um, why am I being so hostile to my friends? I guess it's like, is something in retrograde? Mercury, maybe? I don't know. I'm being mean. I should stop. But... Uh, this is the end of our TV discussion for now. We'll talk about more when we go through my personal rankings. Elmo, you ready to close us out with Superhero Movie of the Year? The nominees for Superhero Movie of the Year will be announced in just a second. So, uh, where did I put this? Just some behind the scenes. I'm trying to find it on this document. That's why it's taking a minute. Oh, here we go. Elmo, you ready? The nominees for Superhero Movie of the Year are Black Adam, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, The Batman, and Thor Love and Thunder. And the winner of Superhero Movie of the Year is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. This is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever's fourth win of the night. Congratulations. Uh, it was a two-horse race for most of this. It was Black Panther Wakanda Forever winning with 48.6% of the vote, while the Batman was a close second place with 43.2%. Thor Love and Thunder got two votes, and Doctor Strange got one vote. Black Adam got zero. Much like the love it got from moviegoers. Oop, too soon? Anyways, are we ready to close out our movie discussion with Blockbuster of the Year? This was the... One of two biggest categories to me, as the Brazilian Dragon, I made two questions required. Blockbuster and Viral Star of the Year. Now, Elmo will be my co-host for one of these categories, but we have another celebrity guest on their way to the podium right now for Viral Star of the Year. So without further ado, Elmo, take it away. The nominees for Blockbuster of the Year are Avatar, The Way of Water, 
Black Adam, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Don't worry, darling. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Nope. The Batman, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Top Gun Maverick. And the winner of the Blockbuster of the Year Award for 2022 goes to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Congratulations to Everything Everywhere All at Once for its first win of the night. With 39% of the vote, it cleaned up this award voting. The second closest uh, was 22% with Black Panther Wakanda Forever, who has been cleaning up a number of awards tonight. Now, Top Gun Maverick had 17.1% of the vote. The Batman had 12.2%, including the Brazilian Dragons vote. Nope had 4.9%. And to be fair to Avatar The Way of Water, it had one vote, but I did release the survey out since November, and Thor Love and Thunder also got one vote. Now, Elmo, how are you feeling about the awards tonight? Elmo's absolutely loving the awards. Rocco was not nominated, so Elmo was especially happy today. Um... Elmo had a great time co-hosting the awards, Mr. Felipe, and Elmo's very excited about next year's award ceremony. Um, hopefully Elmo gets nominated for more stuff. Well, Elmo, speaking of you being nominated, we actually have an award where, spoilers, but you're nominated. Now, please welcome to the stage the lovely, the incredible Tanya McQuad to present the award for Viral Star of the Year. Oh my gosh. Oh, my mother would be so proud of me hosting an award show. Can you even imagine? Oh, oh, you should really have hot dogs here. Hot dogs would make the award show so much better. Um, the nominees for Viral Star of the Year are from Minions, Bob, from Encanto. Bruno from Sesame Street, Almo, and from Sing, we have Mina. And the winner of Viral Star of the Year is Bruno. Ooh, we don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. Congratulations to Bruno and the cast of Encanto for Viral Star of the Year with 42.9% of the vote. Excuse me, this is an outreach. Elmo should have won. Elmo doesn't like Bruno almost as much as Elmo doesn't like Rocco. Oh, okay, Elmo, we gotta calm down. It's okay that we lost. Don't you learn that on Sesame Street? Bruno is the rightful winner. Elmo was a very close contender with 40.5% of the vote. Bruno has won with 42.9%. Mina got zero votes, and Bob got 16.7% of the vote. So it was a close race. One vote separated Bruno and Elmo. But alas, the viral star of the year is Bruno. Congratulations to Encanto for uh, you being on this list. Now, Encanto swept up the nation with the song We Don't Talk About Bruno and the music. So let me talk a little bit about the music of some of the projects I enjoyed this year. Now... In terms of trailer music, I don't think anything beats the Thames version of No Woman, No Cry from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, but also the Thor Love and Thunder song, uh, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. That was phenomenal. 
Now, uh, some of my favorite songs of the year, I mentioned Sometimes by Muna from Fire Island. We had an entire new J-Lo album from Mary Me. Check that out. Uh, I love the songs from Sing 2 as well. And of course, Four Town from Turning Red. We also got a Sunny Side Up Summer, which my friend Zach loves. I think it was his number three song of the year on his Spotify wrapped. Uh, we got Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Objectively, not a great movie. I loved it. And we had some bangers there. Honestly, should be nominated for an Academy Award, as should Marry Me. Um, in terms of the TV stuff, we got some songs from The After Party, which were bops. The iCarly reboot has the great version of Leave It All to Me, the updated one. We also had um, a song from How I Met Your Father that hopefully uh, gets released on iTunes uh, on the way to J-Train or whatever it's called. Um, we had the incredible remix of Heard It Through the Grapevine from Pow Pow. Um, from Promised Land. We also got, uh, what is it? Defiant Jazz from Severance, which I think is phenomenal. The White Lotus Sicily, obviously the theme song is a banger. This Is Us, Mandy Moore wrote a beautiful song for it. The theme song to Winning Time, one of the best theme songs out there. I think everyone should check that song out. Um, we also had some incredible scores from the Star Wars and Marvel projects. Of course, Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever makes me cry every time I listen to it. Uh, Doctor Strange incorporated an incredible visual piece of music uh, that went along great with the film. We got some songs from Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. The Miss Marvel uh, motif is incredible. I love it. Uh, and also Thor, Love and Thunder had some great stuff. Michael Giacchino never misses a beat. Um, and the Batman with uh, the Danny Elfman. No, Michael Giacchino version. Sorry, Danny Elfman did the original. He incorporated a lot of Batman themes in it. So pop off King. Also, in Moon Knight, the, uh, like, from the beginning song, um, like, every day I wake up, da, da, that, that's a great song as well. Um, so that's just some of the music I love this year. In terms of the movies, now that we are officially done with the Brazilian Dragon Awards, thank you to all our voters. 42 people voted. I very much appreciate it. Um, and we cannot wait for next year's Brazilian Dragon Awards. Thank you to Elmo and Tanya McQuad for helping me host the ceremony. Uh, sorry if the voices were a little screechy, but we're just trying our impressions here. What is the Brazilian Dragon podcast, if not chaos at its finest, right? So let's talk a little bit about my personal experience with media this year. All right, my friends. So we have, um... We have, uh, we, sorry, I got distracted by a notification. Uh, we are going to talk about movies first. Then we're going to talk about the TV shows I watched. So I'm going to track all the movies that I watched this year. Uh, not all of them are on the list because I forgot about some. Now, uh, I do want to make the distinction that um, one of the movies I saw this year, The Sound of Violet, I thought was pretty incredible. I watched it randomly on a Friday afternoon. I had nothing going on. I was like, let me go to the movies. And the, one of the only things that was showing was this movie called The Sound of Violet, which I watched in April. Originally, I had this at number seven in my rankings, but recently my friend Zach, who I mentioned just now, he uh, asked me, was it problematic? And that led me to do a little bit of research. And upon further reflection, I didn't realize how uh, problematic the movie was. It I don't think was very tasteful upon reflection. And while I thought it was good, I think 
I did some research and learned more about it. And unfortunately, I am going to redact that from my list. Uh, unfortunately, that uh, movie I really liked, I realized that was a very flawed. And that is important for me to learn about. Like, I am able-bodied. I am not on the autism spectrum. And apparently that was not a really good representation. And I need to do better of uh, learning more about these subjects. Also, in terms of sex work, like, it was not a great representation of that either. So I did want to make that announcement before I get into it. Now, I'm going to talk about the four movies I saw in re-release first. So in September, I rewatched Avatar in IMAX at Universal City Walk. Um, and Nitiri was my favorite um, character in that. That was incredible to watch in a cinema. Like, I got the hype. I watched Avatar once as a youth at home video, um, and I didn't get the hype. I thought the plot was kind of boring. I just remember bits and pieces. I thought it was like Space Pocahontas, basically, which it is, even as an adult. But um, then we also saw the 40th anniversary of E.T. the Extraterrestrial in August. And, I mean, Steven Spielberg is incredible. Like, I love that experience. In October, I did a, saw two of uh, the movies they released for Latina and Hispanic Heritage Month at AMC. I really wanted to see In the Heights as well, but I didn't get around to it. But I did see Selena and uh, Pan's Labyrinth. So Selena. Uh, so I love that movie. Um, I didn't realize... I saw it once in middle school. I didn't realize that it was very, like, small segments of her life and not as much of an overall story narrative. Like, it's about her life, obviously, but... It just takes chunks of different storylines that um, happen in her life and really just kind of has a little bit about it. I thought it was much more like the story of Selena, which it is, but it's a little bit more um, segmented than I realized. And Pan's Labyrinth I had never seen before, and Paula took me and my friend Ryan to see it, same City Walk, and I really enjoyed it, so I'm glad I finally encountered it. Now let's talk about... Uh, the movies, now again, um, they I have 42 movies listed. Some of them are streaming. I didn't include all my streaming movies next year when I do this. I want to do that more. Now, there will be a couple of movies that are incomplete. I mentioned Marcel the Shell with Shoes on in the award show ceremony part. Um, also, The Woman King. Uh, unfortunately, not because of the movie itself, but I fell asleep watching The Woman King. I was exhausted. So it's an incomplete, and that's why it's very low on my list, because I missed a good chunk of it. So I did enjoy what I did watch. All right, now let's start counting down. So I saw 42 movies that I tracked this year. I'll talk about uh, most of these are in theater experiences, and it's really based on how much fun I had. Um, these are my favorite movies of the year in order of favorite to least favorite. So it's not an objective ranking. Um, we're just going to get through it. So my least favorite movie of the year was The Northman. Now, I love the company I saw it with. If you're listening to this, uh, Eduardo, Meredith, uh, Gabby, Sydney, Rachel, Ju Justine, um, Zach. Like, shout out to all of you. We had a great time. First time I ever had a movie had to restart because when we got there, we were like a, like maybe 10 minutes late to the movie. There was this red tint on the screen. So that was a fun experience. Now, um, just to have them rewatch it, but I was just so bored. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, I know it's not a me movie, and I own that. Um, I understand that so many people loved it. I did not care for it. If I'm going to rewatch a Hamlet story, I'm going to go watch The Lion King from 1994. It has life. It has color. It has fun. Um, yes, it's a sad story. Mufasa dies. Spoiler alert. But, like, I don't know. This movie was not it. I saw it one time, April, um, and my favorite was Olga, but that's just because I like Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, and basically I don't, I remember just like zoning out for this movie. It was that boring. 
41, we have Bullet Train. I saw it one time in August. My favorites were Lemon and Tangerine. Now, I had so much hype for this movie. I was really excited about it. The trailer was awesome. I don't think I liked it as much as I wanted to. Like, it was really underwhelming. I thought it was fine. I mean, I know Will, my buddy Will, loves it. So uh, maybe I was just in a bad headspace. I also saw another movie in August called 3,000 Years of Longing um, that I also just didn't enjoy. I think it might have been a headspace thing. Uh, Jin was my favorite of that movie. Uh, then at 39, we have Death on an Isle. Now, I love the company I saw it with. Angel and Ashley, shout out to you, homies. Um, my favorite was Salome Otterborn. Um, I had just more fun there. And yes, it wasn't a great movie, but I had fun with the company. It was fun to watch, I guess, compared to the other ones. But like, it was just like a lower tier movie. Like The plot was a little all over the place, but um, shouts to Kenneth Branagh, I guess. Uh, 38, DC League of Super Pets. Now, this is another one where I was like nodding off. I had dinner with Cameron, Paula, and Angel beforehand and then I went to see the movie I had a long day at work and I just was like nodding off by the end I think I was just exhausted I saw it one time in August my favorite was PB um the pig oh just for uh transparency I saw uh, Death on the Nile in February um 37 I saw Honk for Jesus Save Your Soul with my friends Naomi and Sarah and Ashley um and my favorite was Regina Hall's character uh Trinity um I saw it in September the only reason I didn't like it was um I was in a bad headspace uh, reasons we don't have to get into, but I was in a bad mood that day. So that's why it's so low. 36, The Woman King. Uh, again, I told you this is an incomplete. I saw it midday on a Wednesday in October. I could actually probably tell you the date, October 6th, because that's when I got my oil change. Um, Izugi was my favorite, um, but again, it was an incomplete just because I slept through parts of it. I was just exhausted that day. Um, 35, Ticket to Paradise. I was in an excited headspace because I was about to see my parents the next day. I think I was just trying to get through the night. Um, my parents and brother were coming into town. I saw it in November. My favorite was Ren Butler, uh, Billy Lord's character. Um, it was fine. Not my favorite rom-com of the year. It's uh, probably, I think, on the list of my least favorite rom-com of the year. Unless you count Death on, not Death on a Nile, 3,000 Years of Longing as a rom-com. Uh, 34, the last in this tier, which I call the distracted tier. See how they run. I was also kind of zoning out a little bit. I was tired. Um, it was a fun murder mystery, I guess. But so one time in September, Constable Stalker, uh, played by the great Saoirse Ronan. Shout out to you, Caitlin, if you're listening. It was my favorite. Now, my next tier, I have Mindless Fun. Just movies I had fun watching. The stakes weren't that high. I just enjoyed it. Uh, Dog is 33. Uh, the Channing Tatum dog movie. I saw it one time in February. The day Promised Land wrapped. A group of us went out to see it. Shout out to Isaac, Roberto. James, Zach, um, Alex, and Mac. I think that's everyone who saw it. Um, my favorite was Lulu. Between the audience and me, we're all friends here, right? The first movie I ever saw in theaters that I was high for. I took an edible when I parked. And, woo, was it fun. Um, then I saw Spider-Man later that night because I was not good enough to drive home. Be responsible, folks. Um, but, yeah, it was a fun time. Uh, 32 was Triangle of Sadness. Now, on paper, I think I would like this movie more, but I didn't think it nailed it the way The White Lotus would. Well, I saw it one time, a Wednesday morning in November. Abigail was my favorite. What a queen. She was holding people hostage. I loved her. Uh, it's, uh, like, that's, that's my favorite. It, the boat stuff spent 30 minutes way too long. Like, it could have been trimmed down a lot more. Uh, 31, Easter Sunday. Saw it in August with the homie Ryan. Uh, Eugene was my favorite, played by Eugene Cordero. Um, ironically, I love it when a character has the same name as their actor. Uh, I saw it in August. Now, maybe the reason it's lower was because part of the reason Ryan and I went to go to the movies that day was because it was a very hot day here in Los Angeles. 
Uh, and then the air conditioning was not working. So that was a bummer. Now, I will say, better than my last time that happened, which was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was a three-hour movie. And honestly, you could have missed me with like the first two hours of that movie. So much better experience, but it is uh, hindered by that. Strange World is number 30. Uh, December, I saw it actually on Christmas with my homie Matt. Um, we It was visually fun, like visually incredible. Um, surprisingly gay, which I was like here for, like, come on, like, and they didn't make a big deal of it. Like Ethan is queer at the very least. He's into this boy. His dad doesn't care. His grandpa doesn't care. He's a uh, mixed race. So that was also cool. Um, and it's just like not really addressed. So that's how you do representation. Like it's okay to have movies that also are about representation that, uh, they don't beat you over the head of it. And it's also okay that sometimes representation movies aren't good. Um, but yeah, I had fun with that with Matt. Um, the third act I actually thought was really fun and really good, but otherwise it was a little bit paint by numbers. Um, 29, Marcel the Shell with shoes on again, incomplete. I got there 20, 30 minutes late. Um, Nana Connie was my favorite though. And I saw it in August one time with Paula and Angel. 28, Uncharted. I love Uncharted 2. One of my favorite video games. I like to say every summer I would play it in college and then I would start from the beginning and get to the same chapter. I think it was 24. And then by that point I was burnt out. And then when I picked it up again the next summer, I would want to restart because it was like, oh, well, it's been a minute. Let me play the whole thing. And so I love this video game, Uncharted 2. Um, I was a little underwhelmed and disappointed, but I still had a fun time. It was a fun watch. Was it great movie? No. Uh, was it disappointing? Absolutely. But I had a good time. It was in March and Nathan Drake was my favorite. Uh, 27, Minions, Rise of the Gru. 27 is my lucky number. Um, so I also think it's fun that I love the Minions. I will not lie to you all. I enjoy kids content. The Minions are just wholesome and happy and fun and energetic and chaotic. And I love that. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Elmo. Uh, I invited Elmo to my award show. So um, Bob, King Bob in the first movie, like what an icon. My favorite. And I saw it with Angel and Ashley at Universal City Walk. 26, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I saw it in April. My favorite was Javi Gutierrez, played by the great Pedro Pascal. Um, it was a fun movie. Like, was it transcendent? No. Could it have been better? Absolutely. But I had fun. Uh, 25, Top Gun Maverick. I saw it in May. My favorite was Phoenix. Listen, I know everyone loves this movie. I thought it was fine. Like, it was fun. But, like, I'm also someone who, like, I care a little bit about plot. And if it's more of a vibes movie, that's not necessarily going to be my fave. Uh, now, uh, 24 is the start of a new tier, which I have on the really enjoyable tier. 24 was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I saw it one time in August. My favorite was Jordan. And Cameron and Paula I saw it with. And it was a fun time. I thought it was fun. Now, I thought it was a really fun commentary on Gen Z. My friend Christian is doing on his Instagram stories, like a top five of the year. And he said, it is the best movie about the life of living in 2022. And I thought that was really good commentary about it. Um, it was a fun time, and I definitely think everyone should watch it. Don't look up the spoilers, but what a great ending, I thought. Uh, 23, The Lost City. Uh, I saw it in April, and my favorite was Beth. Um, that's another fun, mindless rom-com that I enjoyed. Same with Bros, which is 22. I saw it in September with my aforementioned friend Cameron. Uh, Wanda was my favorite. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I understand what Billy Eichner is going for with the Garth Brooks song, but that was not my favorite country song uh gay country song of the year my, that one is by uh brian valdudo um just like another country song but it's gay i think is what it's called but that was my favorite of the two 
Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 at 21. I saw it in April with uh, my favorite was Knuckles. Uh, he's very much in the Drax category of characters that like take things literally but like are funny about it. Uh, shout out to Sarah if you're listening. You know who you are. We love Sonic here in this house. 20, the Bob's Burgers movie. I was so high for this. Same thing. I took an edible. Then I walked around the mall. I saw this at Century City. Got Shake Shack. One of the best meals I had all year. Uh, love time. Uh, that was my first episode of Bob's Burgers ever. And my favorite was Louise Belcher. Um, I love Kristen Schaal. She's fantastic. Um, so yeah, great time at that movie. Top 20 uh, movies of the year. The next one I have, 19. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, I uh, restructured my order. Let me go to my letterbox because I'm looking at my document right now. So let me go to my list real quick. Where's my list? Oh my God, this website is sometimes confusing there we go oh i gotta change my profile picture i like a new photo much better than that one um follow me on letterbox if you're interested brazilian dragon uh so uh now we have number 19 i put Lightyear. now Lightyear, my favorite was um my favorite was actually izzy hawthorne i saw it in june one time i saw it opening night my favorite part about Lightyear was actually listening to the kids laughing and make predictions and seeing how hearing how happy the kids were in the theater now, I did do a podcast on Lightyear on the Post Show Recaps Network with my friend Grace. Um, you can hear more of my thoughts there. But I was just, like, underwhelmed. As a massive Toy Story fan, I grew up on this series. Buzz and Woody were some of my first TV friends or movie friends. Um, I had so much hype for this movie, and it just didn't deliver. I think they should have just made this movie about a random spaceman and not Buzz Lightyear. But um, that was the most disappointing part. Now, number 18. Let's see what it is. It is Black Adam. I saw that at work. Um, my favorite was Amon Tomaz. Uh, he reminds me of my brother a lot, actually. Um, I saw it in October as part of a work thing that we had to go do a meeting, and then they showed us this, so I at least got paid to watch this. Um, it was just mindless fun. Um, but it's actually in the really enjoyable category because I love a good superhero movie. Um, I used to be anti-superheroes. I was like, oh my god, my brother's so obsessed with Marvel, Infinity War's overrated, which I do stand by. But uh, the latter part, Infinity War's overrated. But... Uh, during the pandemic, I became a big superhero fan. So, um, yeah. Uh, next up, we have at number 17, objectively, this is not a good movie. I absolutely love it. It made me cry. I saw Lyle Lyle Crocodile one time in November. My favorite was Josh. Some bangers. I related so heavily to Josh, right? So Josh is this kid who moves to this new town. He doesn't have a ton of friends. And while that never happened to me, I didn't have a ton of friends in middle school. Like, I'm, I was an awkward 13-year-old boy like he is. Um, and it's about, like, how, like, coming out of your shell loving who you are that movie like really hit a lot of themes that were important for me uh watching that and it made me reflect on like middle school and how i deserve to have treated myself better but also like people were so mean in middle school um and i think middle school is the worst time in many people's lives so i don't know it just hit me on a day and i really enjoyed watching it and the songs there were some bangers like take a look at us now banger especially the finale version once you look you skip the uh first 45 seconds get to the sean mendes part oh banger uh now next up we have my number uh what is this sorry uh if i rearrange the order i think if this is 17 don't worry darling um so don't worry darling uh i saw it one time in october i loved alice florence Pugh leaves no crumbs in any project she does i absolutely love her i like don't worry darling i know it's a controversial movie I thought it was really good. The production design itself was incredible. And I really enjoyed it. I'm curious to see what it's like on a rewatch. But I had a lot of fun watching it. I think the themes were very prevalent. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. 
Um, now, up next we have uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, that is a movie I saw twice in theaters. The first one on this list that I saw twice. I like to go to see multiple uh, the Marvel movies twice. One for vibes, one for uh, critique. We'll talk about this with the homie Daniel Strunk. But um, I think that this movie had a lot of oversaturation of the future of Marvel. So um, for, I think, A, I went in with a lot of hype. B, I think they were trying to set up so much future Marvel stuff, which I was frustrated by because I wanted to learn more about the plot and just like have a self-contained story. As a self-contained story, it's not that good. Uh, I feel like it's going to have big ramifications in the future of Marvel, but I felt they were so focused on the future and not as much on the individual story. Now, my favorite was America Chavez. I saw it twice in May. We love America Chavez. Like, I actually read the America Chavez comic series during the pandemic because I found out there was this queer Latina character, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. And I really enjoyed that. If anyone from Marvel's listening and you need a writer's assistant, I would happily go be a writer's assistant, or I would actually... Love to show run that show. I have a lot of takes about how it should be done. Um, Kevin Feige, you can call me. I know you don't know who I am, but feel free to call me. I have takes. Uh, number, uh, the next one I have here is 13. I, it is, it's 14, right? Yeah, 14. This is the first streaming movie I have here. It's Fire Island. Now, Fire Island, I watched in August. My favorite was Howie, Bo and Yang. Uh, we talked about it, um, but like sometimes, what a banger. I thought this was so much fun. I thought it was the best gay rom-com of the year. Way better than Bros. Sorry, Billy Eichner. Um, but I thought it was such a fun time. We get some My Cousin Vinny shout-outs in there, which I love. So what a fun time. Highly check it out. It's on Hulu. Um, next up, we have Glass Onion. I think I would have enjoyed this movie more in theater. I wanted to see it in theaters, but my parents were in town. And like I know they we could have gone to the theater with them, but... I would have rather just spent time talking to my parents and my brother. So I could have dragged them to the theater, but I didn't. So I actually saw this. Ironically, the movie is segmented pretty well in two different parts. I saw it Christmas Eve before the event I had. And then I paused it like with two minutes before the next segment started. So I paused it at a great timing. So uh, my favorite was Helen. Um, and I saw it in November. No, sorry, in December. Oh, my God. I need to change that on my document. December. And uh, I didn't see it in theater. Uh, next, I have The Bad Guys, which I saw in May. Ironically, um, I love this movie. I saw it. Uh, but then when I got home, I started feeling not great. So then I tested positive for COVID that night, which uh, I feel bad. I had my mask on during the movie, so at least it was that. But um, my favorite was Mr. Shark. I thought this was a fun heist movie. Um, I love the animation style. It's a little quirky, and I love that. I love uh, some of these 2D, 3D blends of animation, which I think the Puss in Boots movie also has. I need to see that still. Um, now, number 11, I actually have A Medea Homecoming. Now, A Medea Homecoming uh, is elevated because my homie AJ did an incredible podcast on it um, with Robin Chappelle on the RHAP Network. Um, so, highly recommend that podcast. I listened to it twice in the airport because it was that funny. But also, Medea, like, honestly, it's unhinged and I love it. Uh, number 10, we're in the top 10 now. Sing 2, saw it in January with Ashley and Angel. We saw it in Santa Monica. There was supposed to be like a typhoon or something that day, but we went to Santa Monica anyways, and we saw it. Saw it in January. My favorite was Mina, um, and such bangers in that song. Tori Kelly eats. Um, that version of I Say a Little Prayer with Tori Kelly and Pharrell, amazing. 
number 10, Avatar Way of the Water. Um, I loved seeing it. See it in IMAX. Like, that's the reason you see Avatar in theaters, like, because of the visuals. Um, Took was my favorite. I saw it in December. Uh, number 9. Uh, sorry, number 8. Thor Love and Thunder. I saw it twice. I saw it one time with Angel and Ashley. Another time with Christian. Um, my favorite was Valkyrie. I saw it in July both times. And that was just a fun movie. And it didn't do a lot of what Doctor Strange was doing. Like, it was a very self-contained story, which I appreciated. Um, number seven, I saw this movie three times, twice in theater. Um, it is everything, everywhere, all at once. Absolutely love it. Evelyn, uh, is my favorite. I saw it twice, in, once in March, once in April, and then I saw it also at Meredith's and Eduardo's place with Sydney. I saw it the first time with Ed, Eduardo, Meredith, Sydney, and Gabby. Um, and I saw the second time with Christian, a different Christian than the one I mentioned just now. Highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, you've got to check it out. Um... What an innovative, fun story. Number six is The Fablemans. I saw it one time in December. My favorite was Sammy. Like, this is a movie about, like, the love of filmmaking and, like, how personal experience influences creativity and storytelling. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. It's a coming-of-age story. Um, like, if Caitlin, my friend, loves Lady Bird, I think this is my version of Lady Bird, like, a coming-of-age story, autobiographical film. Number five is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I saw this twice, one time by myself, because uh, I knew I was going to cry. Uh, I saw that in November, and then I saw it also in November with my friends Tangela and Ashley. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, the lady behind me kept kicking my chair and coughing on me, so I hate her um, in the second viewing, but top five movie of the year. Absolutely beautiful. It was an individual story that honored Chadwick Boseman, that uh, gave him a beautiful tribute, that it had some aspects that were super marvelly for future, like the Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. I don't know her full name. The Julia Louis Dreyfus stuff. Um, that was a little too heavy-handed, but otherwise, I thought it was such a great movie and like a amazing tribute to Chadwick. Like Ryan Coogler is such an impressive director to me. Uh, number four, we have Nope. Now, the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is fine." Second time I saw it on my birthday with. Um, the first time I saw it actually was with John and Angel and Ashley and Naomi and Alexis. Sorry, Alexa. The second time I watched it on my birthday, I was not planned. I just showed up there. Maybe I was in a good mood, but it was with Josh and Ray and Dan and Athena and Jocelyn and uh, Sarah and Oscar. I like to give shout outs with people I saw this stuff with. Um, and Karina. And I absolutely loved it. Like, M. Haywood was my favorite. Oh, sorry. And Black Panther, Nakia was my favorite. I saw it twice in July. And I absolutely loved it. I loved it the second time. And I really understood what he was going for. And I think Jordan Peele is phenomenal. And getting to see the Us, sorry, the Us characters walking around the Nope set uh, at Universal Halloween Horror Nights was incredible. Uh, top three, baby. Let's go. Uh, Turning Red. I did not see that in theaters because Pixar didn't release it in theaters because Bob Shabek. Um, I saw it with my family when I was at home in Boston. I love this movie. May was my favorite. I saw it in March. I thought it was a masterpiece. It's great Pixar, top-tier Pixar. Um, and Generational Trauma is Disney's new villains. Um, number two, Marry Me. I was going to go see Cyrano that night, and I went to the wrong theater. Um, was still getting familiar with AMC's Burbank. Uh, so I was late, and then they were like, just go see something else. I was like, okay, sure, I'll see Marry Me. Um, I loved it. I cried. It's such a cheesy premise. I thought I was going to hate it. I absolutely loved it. Cat Valdez, uh, J-Lo was my favorite. And I absolutely adored this movie. And I cried. And it's a 5 out of 5. We got a J-Lo album out of it with Maluma on it too. Uh, my number one movie of the year was The Batman. Uh, Catwoman, Selena Kyle was my favorite. I saw it one time in March. Actually, I saw it the day before I saw Marry Me at Universal City Walk. 
Now, granted, was the movie flawed? Absolutely. All these movies are flawed in some capacity. I thought it was, it took me a little bit to get into it. Once the first 30 minute mark hit though, I was in for the next two hours. Then I really had to pee. I drank a big bottle of water. I had to pee so badly and the movie could have ended five different times and I would have been completely satisfied. So that was my biggest frustration with the movie, but I loved it. I, uh, like I would happily watch it again in theaters. Um, now let's talk about television. So television, I have 51 shows. Not all of these came out in, uh, 2022. These are just the shows that I watched in 2022. I have 51 shows here and we're going to go through them. Uh, my least favorite show, Russian Doll. Um, I did not like this season. I actually really liked season one, but this season was not it for me. Uh, aired from 2019 to 2022. I don't know if there's going to be another season. Um, it was season two that I watched. Agnes was my favorite. Uh, 50, Sense8. This is the new tier. It was Patience. Struggle was the Northman and Russian Doll tier. Patience was the tier I called it. I liked season one of Sense8. I did not like season two that much. And the movie, uh, it wrapped things up nicely, but I was not a big fan of this season. Uh, it aired from 2015 to 2018. My favorite was Wolfgang. 49 was Minx, which I was super excited about. Um, my friend Sarah Carradine and I were talking about it a lot. Um, I think I want to see season two. I'm sad that HBO canceled it. I think it's stupid. Um, but Minx, I hope there's a, we get to see season two. Um, I will be watching. My favorite was Bambi. 2022 to who knows. Uh, but it just, I don't, I think I binged watched it. So I think that also has an effect on how I watched it. Um, like media meets you where you are. Black Mirror was 48. I saw seasons three to five here um, during uh, this year. Uh, it aired from 2011. I think there's a future season coming out. Ashley O was my favorite just because I love Miley Cyrus. Um, I don't know. Like, there were some episodes that I really liked, but there were other episodes that were like, eh, fine. Just struggling to get through. Um, 47 was The Book of Boba Fett. Now, fam, I was so excited for this show. Uh, and it was so underwhelming. Like, I also don't like that. Spoilers. Uh, Baby Yoda and Mando are back reunited. Like, I thought it was such a bold choice to separate Baby Yoda and Mando at the end of Mando Season 2. And then it feels like we just reversed everything in the middle of this other character show. I was really actually kind of invested in what was happening with Boba Fett. I liked learning more about the backstory. I liked the indigenous representation. Um, but... I didn't like it. It felt like a cop-out because people were just fans of Baby Yoda. I thought it would have been better. Like, look, I'm looking at my Mando and Baby Yoda Legos on my desk right now. I'm like, I just wish that the creators were strong enough to leave their choices as they were and let them be separated for maybe a couple seasons and then bring them back and have a bigger impact instead of just like, oh, we want Baby Yoda and Mando back together. I thought that was kind of a cop-out. So it was just underwhelming. Um, weirdly paced. Uh, I was so excited for it. And I maybe on a rewatch, it'll be better, but... Um, Ming-Na Wen and Tamora Morrison, incredible though, um, as is Pedro Pascal and of course, Baby Yoda. Now, we're in the next tier now, fine. Uh, 46 is Celebrity Big Brother 3, my favorite was Lamar Odom. I think this was see fun to watch in the moment, but like, if you ask me about it, like, I literally forgot this show it aired this year. 45, Monsters at Work, season one I watched it, uh, was actually from 2021. Season two's coming out next year. Uh, Fritz, Henry Winkler is my fave. Um, it was just mindless fun. 44 Blockbuster. Now, I absolutely was so excited for the show. Unfortunately, it was not that good. Do I wish it was canceled? No, because I did really identify with Carlos. That was the first time I saw a bisexual Latino film nerd represented, like let alone a bisexual Latino. So I really liked Carlos in this show. Um, I didn't think the show was that good. It had, it should have been much better than it actually was. Um, I kind of did wish we got a second season because maybe they could have fixed it, but 
Um, R.I.P. Uh, 43, Seinfeld. Season 1 only. I only watched Season 1, which was like five episodes, and they were not that good. I watched a couple episodes of Season 2. I liked them a lot better. Um, this is a show I'm going to continue watching in Season, uh, in 2023. Um, George was my favorite. Uh, same thing with Gossip Girl. I saw Season 1. I need to watch Season 2 and 3. I'm going to be on a podcast in, uh, at 2023 that I need to binge watch it. Uh, my favorites were Serena and Jenny, um, but it was just in the fine tier. More to come next year. Upload. Season 2 was such a disappointment. I loved Season 1. I was kind of bored by Season 2. Nora was my favorite. I think Season 3 is coming soon, and we need some answers. Uh, 40, Big Brother Canada 10. We watched it in a weird pace. Like, I would watch three episodes at a time, then, like, wait three weeks, binge, like, ten episodes. Then, like, it was a weird thing. Uh, Helena was my favorite. Um, I know my friend Navi loves Helena as well. Um, on paper, it's a good season. I just, I think I struggled with this season, just mental health-wise. It was, didn't hit me at the right time. Our next tier is Enjoyable. 39, The Amazing Race 34. Um, I binged this, uh, like a week and a half ago, for the most part. Um, Emily and Molly were just so likable. Uh, there were a lot of Latinos that did well this season, but, like, I don't know, this season of The Amazing Race, I need a little bit more cutthroatness. I missed the U-turn, and we'll talk more about Amazing Race 33 in a little bit, and why I appreciate that there wasn't any, like, cutthroat stuff in that one, but I think I wanted some U-turns and some more strategy. 38, I watched the last season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine this year, season 8. I came out last year, 2013 to 2022 was when it aired. Rose was my favorite, although Captain Holt makes me laugh the most, if that makes sense. Rose is my favorite. Um, 37, The Challenge All-Stars 3. And 36B is uh, 36A, which I didn't have the Challenge USA listed. I put them back-to-back. Uh, I really love the Challenge All-Stars. I think it's much better than the flagship show. Nehemiah is my favorite on this season, but John A is a standout always. Veronica got robbed. Uh, Tina entertains me. Um, and then the Challenge USA. I have never rooted more for someone on a reality show that I didn't know uh, than I have Tyson this season. And Tyson was so robbed. I love Danny, but Tyson was so robbed. And I love Alyssa. And I hope we get to see Alyssa on more stuff because Alyssa from Big Brother 23 is an icon and she was the Latina representation I needed this season. And she made a big move. Was it the best move? I don't know. Still TBD. Like I go back and forth on it in my head. But uh, shouts to the challenge this year. I will not watch the flagship show probably unless like Nani wins and then I'll watch her episode. Actually, I should probably check up who's still in. Uh, 36, Now and Then, which was a Latino show on Apple TV+. Plus. It was bilingual. I really liked Pedro, but I think it was a little disjointed. I think there are things I would have tweaked if I was the creator, but I enjoyed it. It was a nice little binge. Um, hopefully we get a season two because we did end on a cliffhanger, but also uh, not enough of one. Like We just see like a shock thing, but we don't see who it's revolving. So 35, Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Magic Johnson was my favorite. Quincy Isaiah is a standout. One of the best theme songs of modern television. Um, I know Peacemaker is up there for many people. I need to check that out still. But Magic Johnson, oh boy. Quincy Isaiah is so good. I love him. Uh, Just, like, I... The show actually took me a minute because I don't like Adam McKay. I just realized that this year. I did not like Don't Look Up. I didn't like the style of the first episode. But the show grew on me, and I'm excited to see season two. Um... 34, Survivor 42, I mentioned it. The homie Daniel Strunk was on it. I was super invested. No other friend of mine is allowed on reality television. That is way too stressful of an investment. And I'm just so proud of my friend. Like, it didn't go his way, but he kept his head held high. He was there for the experience, first and foremost. And, like, what a rock star. Like, and I will be honest. I, like, stopped caring when he got voted out. um, Because it just wasn't the same. Like, I thought, I don't know. Like, there was like a weird energy on this season after he left, just for my own consumption. Um, 
yeah. But I do love Marianne. I love Mike and Romeo, so I'm glad they succeeded. But um, just didn't have the same investment. I did like Lindsay and Drea also. I did love watching them on the show. But uh, Daniel Strunk, one of the friendliest people out there. Support him in everything he does. Uh, now, High School Musical, the musical series is three, uh, 33. Now, that's a show you can hear all my opinions on. We do a podcast series on it. Courtney was my favorite of the year. Big Red is a bisexual icon. Um, but this season was a very disjointed. Like, the writing on the show, I want it to be so much better than it is. Like, the dialogue is so clunky and gross sometimes. I'm curious to see what happens in season four, but that's where we stand. I, Carly, I binged both seasons this year, the reboot. Um, I really liked it. The Drag Queen episode was meh. Like, such weird, bad writing in that episode. But um, uh, Harper was my favorite, surprisingly, for someone I had no clue. I thought it was going to be Carly by far. But I like this adult version. Like, I think they do a good job of, like, keeping it relevant um, to, like, the original vibes of the show, which was more kid-friendly, but also being more adult because the characters grew up. So I think they mix that balance well, and I wish we got a Lizzie McGuire reboot. I've only seen three episodes of House of the Dragon, so that's why it's at 31. Um, I tried to scramble and finish that show, but I just wasn't able to do it. So, um, it's incomplete as well, but it's the three episodes I saw, the second episode, especially, I love the second episode. 30 was Heartstopper. Now, transparency speaking, this year was a little bit of a roller coaster. I was very depressed, especially between March and June. I, Heartstopper was a nice binge in one night. It was a little happy high, but I also, that's the problem with binging, right? Uh, I don't remember much about the show besides like the vibes. And I remember being depressed before I started it and depressed when I, after I ended. So, so that's why I wish it was higher, but it actually wasn't. So um, Nick Nelson was my favorite, and I'm excited to see his journey continue in the next season. Uh, next up, we have The Boys at 29. Mother's Milk was my favorite. He has OCD, Relatable King. Um, I know a lot of people love The Boys this season, but I thought it was leaning a little too hard into the parody of superhero movies instead of like leaning more into the political stuff that I thought was what really captivated me about the show, the corrupt nature of the show. I also think... They're kind of on their high on their own supply. It's really frustrating that, like, I don't mind a show that has curse words or uh, obscene things, but I think there's a, a lack of creativity when every other line of dialogue is a swear. Like, I think, like, I think the show is really innovative and creative, and I will keep watching. I like the show a lot, but I was a little frustrated that a lot of the dialogue they couldn't get like a sentence out without a swear word every other word and I was just like no we can stop swearing a little bit like it it's annoying also I don't know I think something needs to happen I'm kind of like we're just circling the drain on Homelander at this point I don't know uh that's my take uh How I Met Your Father is 28 you can hear my thoughts with Caitlin uh I loved Valentina she's not the only Valentina who's my favorite this year but uh I really enjoyed it it was a surprise the first few episodes were a little clunky but it grew on me as time went on and that season one finale was incredible I'm excited for season two 27 is the start of a new tier, bingeable. Now, Severance I also watched when I was really depressed, so I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I did. I should have, but uh, Severance, I think I'll rewatch it before season two comes out. Severance, season one I watched. Milchick was my favorite. I thought he was so interesting. Defiant Jazz, that dance sequence. Ooh, incredible. Uh, 26, Loot. Same thing, like that was the end of my depression. I was also watching it like weekly. Um, I don't think, I think that's a better binge show probably. Um, love Howard, love Maya Rudolph, my birthday twin. Um, but yeah, um, 25, Survivor 43. Now this season was like in my top, like 16, I think until the finale. Not, I was so heavily invested in Carla and Jesse, um, seeing Latino representation like that. The two main front runners all season were Latino kicking ass. Um, then like, I think in a month, maybe I'll find Gabler's win entertaining, but just the fact that we, not that I care so much about the winner, 
but I was a little underwhelmed that we didn't have Jesse pull it out. But like, also that's the beauty of Survivor and why the fire making challenge is stupid, right? Because it's okay that your favorites lose. Like, there's still like beauty in the experience. But uh, like, I think if Jesse or Carla had won, it would have been like top fifteen possibly, and it dropped down quite a bit. Twenty four Werewolf by Night. I'm so glad I got to watch that with my dad when he was in town visiting. Elsa Bloodstone was my favorite. It's a little quirky. Um, not my favorite Marvel just because I'm not a big like monster movie horror guy. Um, but I enjoyed it, and I do love Gael Garcia Bernal. Um, twenty three. I watched Ted Lasso for the first time this year, seasons one and two. Um, binged it. It was like uplifting. Uh, Sam Obasanya. What a king. Absolutely love him. Like would take a bullet for that man. Um, I think Hannah Waddingham is incredible as a performer. I love Roy Kent. I think the performance is a little one note. I know people find that controversial. Um, I didn't think he should have gotten an Emmy for it because I think like, yes, he has range a little bit, but like, it's very like one dimensional, the characteristics, like he's just angry and like growling all the time. But I am excited to see, uh, Brett Goldstein in his other projects. Um, now 22 is uncoupled. I was surprised by this show. I binged in like two nights. It's the Neil Patrick Harris show where he is a gay man who separates from his partner after 17 years and has to learn how to be a gay man in New York city. Um, I love Suzanne. That was my favorite character on it. Um, so I'm excited to see, hopefully we get a season two there. Uh, 21 big brother 24. Now I had a weird experience with this big brother season. I had binged it all basically before the finale. Um, and watching the binge was much better than watching it week to week, I think, um, hot take, abolish the live feeds, cancel it, like, we don't need it, like, we all know they're problematic, like, um, they're gonna do what they want, like, I, I think there's, like, the Twitter fandom, which who knows what that's gonna look like in the future, but, like, the online fandom of Brother is one of my, is my least favorite thing about, like, being a reality TV fan, um, I love Taylor, like, how can you not, Taylor is iconic, um, and I'm so happy she won, um, So it was a weird season for me to watch, I'll be honest. Like, it was different than how I normally consume Big Brother, but I had a fun time watching it. Uh, 20, Gravity Falls. Uh, Seasons 1 and 2, because of the Gravity Brothers podcast, I binged this in, like, 10 days. Waddles, the pig, my absolute favorite. Like, but I love Mabel, I love Dipper. I really enjoyed the show, and I'm so glad that Alec and Luke has introduced me to me. Um, 19, we get Season 1 of Gilmore Girls. My favorite is Lorelai, as well as Emily. Um... So I finally finished season one of Gilmore Girls because I work at Warner Brothers. Um, I started it a couple years ago, but just because of the pandemic, it like took me a minute to get into it. Um, and I'm excited to keep watching in season two for 2023. Um, uh, Team Jess, though, according to Caitlin. Now, the next year is highly engaging. That last year was bingeable. Um, now, highly engaging. We start with 18. We're going to have 16 to 18 is going to be three Marvel shows. So Ms. Marvel at 18 with Kamala Khan as my favorite. Moon Knight is 17 with my favorite being Tara Wet. In my notes, I have Arthur Harrow, but Tara Wet the hippo is iconic. And then 16, we have Nikki for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Now, we'll talk more about these projects in the Marvel project that I'm doing with um, Daniel Strunk in February. But I enjoyed it. I actually watched Moon Knight episode one was probably my favorite episode of the year. I also loved the twist in episode four. Um, Miss Marvel, like, I really loved the... My least favorite part of Miss Marvel, actually, was the Marvel-y stuff. Like, I want to just vibe out with her in high school and, and Pakistan and learn more about partition. And, like, the superpower visually was super cool. But I, like, that was my least favorite part of the show. It was, like, the clandestines. Um, Arthur Harrow, I thought, was fascinating as a character. Like, I thought Ethan Hawke's performance was transcendent. And as was Oscar Isaac and... Um, I want to find her name. Who plays uh, 
Layla actress Moon Knight. I need to find her name. May Kalamaway. Uh, Kalamaway. I don't know how to say her last name. Apologies. But yo, that she was amazing. And She-Hulk, like, I watched the first four episodes, like, weekly. And I was like, what is this? This is, like, fine. Then I binged it. And I think it was definitely better on the binge. I ship She-Hulk and Daredevil so hard. Um, we stand. We ship them so much. More to come on Marvel later on. Um, 15, The After Party. Jasper was my favorite. He was so fun. I love John Ralphio, uh, a.k.a. Ben Schwartz. Um, and I binged most of the show. I watched the first three episodes in a binge, and then I watched the rest of it in a binge. And I thought it was a fun show. Interesting to see what season two is. I love the genre bending of movies in the show. 14, we have Andor. I basically binged it all this week. I watched the first two episodes when it came out and then binged it all in the last week. I really like it. I think I was like kind of playing catch up and trying to watch it to watch it and not as much to enjoy it. Um, but I love Cassie and Andor. B2 Emo made me cry in episode 11. That is a droid. Like, wow. Um, 13, I have Jet Lag the Game, seasons 1 to 4. Thank you to Deanna for introducing this to me. If you like The Amazing Race, but wish it was a little more strategic and like Big Brother, highly recommend Jet Lag the Game. It's these three guys, plus sometimes a fourth. They play uh, like a travel game, but like a strategy game using different countries. I highly recommend it. I need to watch the newest episode of Battle for America where they're going to try to claim as many states they can in like 100 hours. I'm so excited to watch the next season. Highly recommend it. It's on YouTube. Uh, shout out to the Wonderver production team. Like, incredible. Uh, 12 is Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. It's a special. Uh, Drax and Mantis were my faves. Mantis, I think, primarily. It was uh, also something I got to watch with my dad because ironically he was here when that came out too. Uh, number 11, The Legend of Korra. I see uh, seasons two to four. Korra is my favorite. I like the fact that they address PTSD in this show and how it's a little bit more adult. Like, I was a day one Avatar fan. That's the only show that I can ever say I was day one, like, that I can think of, like, from way back when that became a hit. Um, Avatar, like, I was such a fan of that show as a kid, and, like, Korra, like, nailed it. Like, I had never experienced Korra before. I think my favorite season is still season one, which I saw in 2021. But, uh, like, I really enjoyed Korra, and I think season four gets a bad rap. Season two was a little hit or miss, but one of the best episodes is the world-building episode with the first Avatar. Um, number ten, we have Abbott Elementary. Uh, my favorites are Ava and Barbara. I love all of them, though. Uh, what a what an incredible show. So glad it came out this year, and I can't wait to keep watching. Uh, plug it on every tour that I can. Number nine, The White Lotus Sicily. I still think season one is better if I had to break it down, but I... Love season two. I binged it all in one day. The Peppa Pig joke from episode two sends me. Valentina is my favorite on that show. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge. We love her. We stand her. Um, and I just cannot wait to see where Mike White takes us on vacation next year. Um, the Morning Show is number eight. Now, that's a show that didn't have any episodes air this year. But what a gripping and unfortunately realistic uh, show that we have to watch. Like, I uh, fell in love with it. The theme song is also beautiful. Uh, it's not an original song, but I love the theme song. Opening credits. Mia was my favorite. What a heartbreaking show um, that's unfortunately too real, but also like reflects the grueling lifestyle of industry workers and how taxing like just being in this industry is and like some of the bullshit that people have to put up with. Um, number seven, The Amazing Race 33. Absolutely love this season. My favorite season of reality TV this year. Um, so this was the pandemic season where uh, it came back and I thought The Amazing Race was going to and before this season was rebooted. Um, Penn and Kim were on this season. I also love Raquel and Kayla. Like, I loved everyone who came back from the blip, basically, is what they call it. Um, so 
like in Marvel. So Penn and Cam were very important for me to watch. Um, I have OCD. I've been transparent about it on podcasts. I have high anxiety. Cam was a reflection of that. But then Penn started talking about his ADHD and how like some of his supervisors, I'm like, wait, I have that. I have that. This happens to me. Um, so I just kept noticing things and I brought it up to my therapist. Later, I brought it up to my psychiatrist and we started like looking into it. At the age of 24, I'm 25 now, I got diagnosed with ADHD and I'm on medication for it because of pen holderness. So I like to, in my head, call them my reality TV parents. Uh, shout out to those neurodiverse legends and I'm so glad they won. And now I'm a big fan of their podcast too. Check it out, the Holderness Podcast. Uh, now we're in the transcendent tier, six to three. This is us, season six. Oh boy, oh boy. Mandy Moore was snubbed from an Emmy. She deserved an Emmy. I'm so upset that she didn't get one. Um, she deserved a knob, let alone the Emmy. The Train, one of the most transcendent episodes of television. So beautiful. Beth Pearson also never missed a beat. Susan Kelke Watson, we stan. Shout out to Naomi uh, for bringing me to the Paley Center to watch the episode where uh, the barbecue happens. Um, yeah, like... I'm so glad I got into This Is Us. Now, the last few seasons were a little bit meandering. I think seasons one to three were fantastic. Uh, season four and five, I know COVID may have affected plans, but like, ooh, that train episode and like the barbecue episode, like some top tier television. Top five, we're here. Never Have I Ever season three. If you told me at the start of Never Have I Ever season three, Paxson was going to be my favorite, I would have laughed in your face. But Paxson grew so much in this season. I'm so happy for my boy. I absolutely love him. Uh, my hot take is that I hope season four starts with Ben and Davey not having sex because I think the whole show being about Davey wanting to have sex and then leaving at the end of the show with Davey not having sex would be such a powerful message that it's not like like that is it's a social construct. We don't need you to have sex to be happy, Davey. Like you can be and like also that would be, I think, such an important messaging. But in Mindy Kaling, I trust. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens in our final season. I'm sad it's going to end. Uh, now, top four, we have Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, um, this show made me so happy. I was in a dark place when it came out, and every week I looked forward to watching the new episode of Obi-Wan. I think it actually was like only four weeks of real like streaming because I think two episodes came out on Wednesday, third episode on a Friday, then it started dropping every Friday afterwards or something like that. Um, Reva was my favorite. Moses Ingram, oh my God, what an incredible performer. Ewan McGregor got to act with good writing. Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Hayden Christensen, was finally done well with that performance, like... That finale battle, oh my god, like what an incredible show. I love it so much. And um, Little Leia, we stand. Number three is a show that didn't air any episodes this year. It aired from 2016 to 2021. Uh, Insecure, I watched season one last year, season two to five. I absolutely love Kelly Pranning. Absolutely love her to pieces. We have so much happiness when Kelly Pranning is on screen. Natasha Rothwell is incredible. Um, and you know you love a show when you have dreams about how you miss the characters. Uh, number two, objectively, this is my favorite show of the year, but I'm biased about my number one show, Better Call Saul, 6A, 6B seasons. Uh, Kim Wexler, now, I was so mad at Kim and Jimmy, so mad, but Ray Seahorn put incredible performance, and I still root for Kim, even though I'm so mad at her. I'm glad she got her comeuppance, but, like, oh, wow, like, Kim Wexler was the most gripping television character to watch this year for me. And number one, I'm incredibly biased. I own it. Promised Land, which aired on Hulu. You can watch it on iTunes. Um, season one, unfortunately, we didn't get many more. I love Veronica. I love Juan. I love Carmen. So many people. I'm biased. I worked on the show. I got to know some of the cast members. Some of them were on my podcast this year. But 
I love Promised Land so much. I feel like we as a society are robbed from getting more incredible television. And I can't wait to follow all these incredible actors in their next projects. Now, thank you for joining me on this discussion about my year, about the content I watched, the silly award show that we had. Um, this is more for me than it is for anything else. Like, I love doing this podcast. I love talking about movies and TV show. That's why I have a podcast. I know there's not a ton of people that listen to this. But if you are listening to this, uh, please write a review. It makes me feel validated for making the content and I I know this was just a podcast where I talked to myself um, for like an hour and a half but I had fun next up you'll see the clip show for 2022 Uh, please tweet at me or follow me on social media at what the fleep on all social media platforms you can follow the Brazilian Dragon podcast at Brazil Dragon pod let me know if you listened to this if you enjoyed what you heard next year we're going to do this again hopefully we'll have a little bit more structure organized beforehand Uh, like I said we were supposed to do this with Jay and then my work schedule has been so chaotic that Jay couldn't, like, we couldn't make it happen. So not at all Jay's fault. It's completely my work schedule that uh, neglected us from having this conversation together. Speaking of Jay and AJ, go listen to the Two Can't Keep a Secret. Fill out the survey that we have at the bottom of this podcast as well. Uh, what you want to see in Brazilian Dragon for 2023. Same thing with Gravity Bros. Um, if you got to the end of this podcast, hashtag Elmo and Tanya. Or Jennifer Cool Elmo, or something like Elmo and Jennifer Coolidge, something along those lines. Um, I hope you all have a lovely 2022 if you're listening to this at this year. Otherwise, can't wait for more shenanigans in 2023. Stay on the lookout for the best of 2022 clip show. And until next time, everyone, Esha Palante. Bye. We don't talk about Bruno says it looks like rain. What did he tell us? In doing so, he floods my brain. I will like the umbrella. Oh, J. Mariano's on his way. He told me that the man 
ています。